Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, April 14th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is 20 minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give Pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shimene, and it means eighth. Leviticus 11, 16-31 The ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, hawks of every variety, the little owl, the cormorant, and the great owl, the white owl, the pelican, and the bustard, the stork, herons of every variety, the hoopoe and the bat, all winged, swarming things that walk on fours shall be an abomination for you. But these you may eat among all the winged, swarming things that walk on fours, all that have above their feet jointed legs to leap with on the ground. Of these you may eat the following, Locusts of every variety, all varieties of bald locust, crickets of every variety, and all varieties of grasshopper. But all other winged swarming things that have four legs shall be an abomination for you. And the following shall make you unclean. Whoever touches their carcasses shall be unclean until evening and whoever carries the carcasses of any of them shall wash his clothes and shall be unclean until evening. Every animal that has true hoofs, but without clefts through the hoofs, or that does not chew the cud, they are unclean for you. Whoever touches them shall be unclean. Also, all animals that walk on paws among those that walk on fours are unclean for you. Whoever touches their carcasses shall be unclean until evening. And anyone who carries their carcasses shall wash his clothes and remain unclean until evening. They are unclean for you. The following shall be unclean for you from among the things that swarm on the earth, the mole, the mouse, and great lizards of every variety, the gecko, 
the land crocodile, the lizard, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. Those are for you the unclean among all the swarming things. Whoever touches them when they are dead shall be unclean until evening. Joshua 9, 3-10-43 But when the inhabitants of Givon learned how Joshua had treated Jericho and Ai, they for their part resorted to cunning. They set out in disguise. They took worn-out sacks for their donkeys and worn-out waterskins that were cracked and patched. They had worn-out patched sandals on their feet and threadbare clothes on their bodies, and all the bread they took as provision was dry and crumbly. And so they went to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal, and said to him and to the men of Israel, We come from a distant land. We propose that you make a pact with us. The men of Israel replied to the Hivites, But perhaps you live among us. How then can we make a pact with you? They said to Joshua, We will be your subjects. But Joshua asked them, Who are you and where do you come from? They replied, Your servants have come from a very distant country, because of the fame of Hashem your God. For we heard the report of him, of all that he did in Egypt, and of all that he did to the two Amorite kings on the other side of the Jordan, King Sihon of Heshbon and King Og of Bashan, who lived in Ashtoreth. So our elders and all the inhabitants of our country instructed us as follows. Take along provisions for a trip, and go to them and say, We will be your subjects. Come, make a pact with us. This bread of ours, which we took from our houses as provision, was still very hot when we set out to come to you, and see how dry and crumbly it has become. These wineskins were new when we filled them, and see how they have cracked. These clothes and sandals of ours are worn out from the very long journey. The men took their word because of their provisions and did not inquire of Hashem. Joshua established friendship with them. He made a pact with them to spare their lives, and the chieftains of the community gave them their oath. But... When three days had passed, after they made this pact with them, they learned that they were neighbors living among them. So the Israelites set out, and on the third day they came to their towns. These towns were Gibon, Shepharah, Beeroth, and Kiriat-Jerim. But the Israelites did not attack them, since the chieftains of the community had sworn to them by Hashem, the God of Israel. The whole community muttered against the chieftains, And all the chieftains answered the whole community, We swore to them by Hashem, the God of Israel, therefore we cannot touch them. This is what we will do to them. We will spare their lives, so that there may be no wrath against us because of the oath that we swore to them. And the chieftains declared concerning them, They shall live. And they became hewers of wood and drawers of water for the whole community as the chieftains had decreed concerning them. Joshua summoned them and spoke to them thus, Why did you deceive us and tell us you lived very far from us, 
when in fact you live among us. Therefore, be accursed. Never shall your descendants cease to be slaves, hewers of wood and drawers of water for the house of my God. But they replied to Joshua, You see, your servants had heard that Hashem your God had promised his servant Moses to give you the whole land and to wipe out all the inhabitants of the country on your account. So we were in great fear for our lives on your account. That is why we did this thing. And now we are at your mercy. Do with us what you consider right and proper. And he did so. He saved them from being killed by the Israelites. That day Joshua made them hewers of wood and drawers of water, as they still are, for the community and for the altar of Hashem, in the place that he would choose. When King Adonai Zedek of Jerusalem learned that Joshua had captured Ai and proscribed it, treating Ai and its king as he had treated Jericho and its king, and that, moreover, the people of Givon had come to terms with Israel and remained among them. He was very frightened. For Gibon was a large city, like one of the royal cities. In fact, larger than Ai, and all its men were warriors. So King Adonai Zedek of Jerusalem sent this message to King Hoham of Hebron, King Piram of Harmut, King Japhia of Lachish, and King Debir of Eglon. Come up and help me defeat Gibon, for it has come to terms with Joshua and the Israelites. The five Amorite kings, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Yarmut, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, with all their armies, joined forces, and marched on Gibon, and encamped against it, and attacked it. The people of Gibon, therefore, sent this message to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal. Do not fail your servants. Come up quickly and aid us and deliver us. For all the Amorite kings of the hill country have gathered against us. So Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his whole fighting force, all the trained warriors. Hashem said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, for I will deliver them into your hands. Not one of them shall withstand you. Joshua took them by surprise, marching all night from Gilgal. Hashem threw them into a panic before Israel. Joshua inflicted a crushing defeat on them at Gibon, pursued them in the direction of Beth Horon ascent, and harried them all the way to Azekah and Makeda. While they were fleeing before Israel down the descent from Beth Horon, Hashem hurled huge stones on them from the sky, all the way to Azekah, and they perished. More perished from the hailstones than were killed by the Israelite weapons. On that occasion when Hashem routed the Amorites before the Israelites, Joshua addressed Hashem. He said in the presence of the Israelites, Stand still, O sun, at Gibbon, O moon, in the valley of Aijalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon halted, while a nation wreaked judgment on its foes. 
as is written in the book of Jasher. Thus, the sun halted in mid-heaven and did not press on to set for a whole day. For Hashem fought for Israel. Neither before nor since has there ever been such a day when Hashem acted on words spoken by a man. When Joshua, together with all Israel, returned to the camp at Gilgal, Meanwhile, those five kings fled and hid in a cave at Makeda. When it was reported to Joshua that the five kings had been found hiding in a cave at Makeda, Joshua ordered, Roll large stones up against the mouth of the cave and post men over it to keep guard over them. But as for the rest of you, don't stop, but press on the heels of your enemies and harass them from the rear. Don't let them reach their towns, for Hashem your God has delivered them into your hands. When Joshua and the Israelites had finished dealing them a deadly blow, they were wiped out, except for some fugitives who escaped into the fortified towns. The whole army returned in safety to Joshua in the camp at Makeda. No one so much as snarled at the Israelites. And now Joshua ordered, Open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out of the cave to me. This was done. Those five kings, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Yarmut, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, were brought out to him from the cave. And when the kings were brought out to Joshua, Joshua summoned, all the men of Israel, and ordered the army officers who had accompanied him, Come forward and place your feet on the necks of these kings. They came forward and placed their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, Do not be frightened or dismayed. Be firm and resolute, for this is what Hashem is going to do to all the enemies with whom you are at war. After that, Joshua had them put to death, and impaled on five stakes, and they remained impaled on the stakes until evening. At sunset Joshua ordered them taken down from the poles and thrown into the cave in which they had hidden. Large stones were placed over the mouth of the cave, and there they are to this very day. At that time Joshua captured Makeda and put it and its king to the sword, proscribing it and every person in it, and leaving none that escaped. And he treated the king of Makeda as he had treated the king of Jericho. From Makeda, Joshua proceeded with all Israel to Libna, and he attacked it. Hashem delivered it and its king into the hands of Israel. They put it and all the people in it to the sword, letting none escape and he treated its king as he had treated the king of Jericho. From Libna, Joshua proceeded with all Israel to Lachish. He encamped against it and attacked it. Hashem delivered Lachish into the hands of Israel. They captured it on the second day and put it and all the people in it to the sword, just as they had done to Libna. At that time, King Horam of Gezer marched to the help of Lachish, but Joshua defeated him and his army, letting none of them escape. 
From Lachish, Joshua proceeded with all Israel to Eglon. They encamped against it and attacked it. They captured it on the same day and put it to the sword, proscribing all the people that were in it, as they had done to Lachish. From Eglon, Joshua marched with all Israel to Hebron and attacked it. They captured it and put it, its king, and all its towns, and all the people that were in it, to the sword. He let none escape, proscribing it and all the people in it, just as he had done in the case of Eglon. Joshua and all Israel with him then turned back to Bar and attacked it. He captured it and its king and all its towns. They put them to the sword and proscribed all the people in it. They let none escape, just as they had done to Hebron and as they had done to Libna and its king. So they did to Deber and its king. Thus Joshua conquered the whole country, the hill country, the Negev, the Shephelah, and the slopes, with all their kings. He let none escape, but proscribed everything that breathed, as Hashem the God of Israel had commanded. Joshua conquered them from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza, all the land of Goshen, and up to Gibbon. All those kings and their lands were conquered by Joshua at a single stroke, for Hashem, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Then Joshua, with all Israel, returned to the camp at Gilgal. Luke 16, 19-17, There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and he saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you did receive good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And beside all of this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. And then he said, I pray, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, But if one went to them from the dead, they will repent. 
And he said to him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. And then he said to the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck, and he be cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother trespass against you, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day he turns again to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you might say to this sycamore tree, Be plucked up by the root, and be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say to him by by and by, when he has come from the field, Go and sit down to meat? And will not rather say to him, Make ready wherewith I may sup? And gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you shall eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I don't think so. So likewise you, when you shall have done all those things which you are commanded you, you say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Psalm 83, 1-18 Keep not your silence, O God, hold not your peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, your enemies make a tumult, and they that hate you have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people, and consulted against your hidden ones. They have said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against you. The tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab and of the Hagarenes, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek, the Philistines with the inhabitants of Tyre. Asir also is joined with them. They have helped the children of Lot Selah. Do unto them as unto the Midianites, as to Sisera, as to Jabin at the brook of Kison, which perished at Endor. They became as dung for the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb, yes, all their princes as Zeba and as Zalmunna, who said, Let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. O my God, make them like a wheel, as the stubble before the wind, as the fire burns a wood, and as the flame sets the mountains on fire. So persecute them with your tempest, and make them afraid with your storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yes, let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know that you, 
whose name alone is Yahovah, are the Most High over all the earth. Proverbs 13.4 The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading from Joshua chapter 9 and 10. And in these two chapters, we see the following happen. In chapter 9, Joshua and his company make a pact or an agreement, a treaty, with people who come from Gibbon. And Gibbon is in their midst. And God has commanded Joshua to make no treaties at all with any of the inhabitants. They are to be proscripted. And Gibbon decides to try to trick Joshua. And so the company from Gibbon arrives into Joshua's camp with very old wineskins and very old dry crusty bread and old clothing and old sandals. And they tell them a lie and they say, we've come from a very far country and we'd like to make a, a treaty with you and we will be your servants. Joshua is tricked. He's deceived. I guess he didn't pray and seek the Lord and inquire of the Lord. And so they make a treaty with these people. And in fact, they are their neighbors. And then in the next chapter, we see that there are five kings that decide to make a uh, coalition to come against Joshua because they see what God has done and all of the uh, favor that God has given them and how they have defeated Jericho and Ai. And so these five kings make a coalition. And it's the king of Hebron, the king of Yarmut, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, and the king of Jerusalem, those five kings that come together to make a coalition against Joshua and his people. So then we read of the battles and how Joshua and his men defeat each one of these kings. So how do we personalize this? How do we make this an application in our own life. You could say that there are strongholds that we all have within us, in our soul. And God wants us to conquer those strongholds. He wants to give us victory over those strongholds. It could be a stronghold of some kind of an addiction. It could be a stronghold a sin pattern of unforgiveness that goes into bitterness. It could be a stronghold of selfishness, greed. It could be a stronghold of self-hatred or a victim spirit. It's different for each person, and there's probably more than one. And when we first get saved, we have all kinds of stuff on us that needs that we need to be delivered of. And over time, the Lord deals with each of those things, usually one by one, 
until we get the victory over that area and then we move on to the next thing. So here's the application that I can see is that in the first case in chapter 9 of Joshua, Joshua compromised. He made a pact, a treaty. That would be like having a compromise with, you know, you've got six major sins in your life and you conquer five of them, just like Joshua and his men conquered the five kings that came against him. And you got the victory over those five areas of sin in your life. But this very, this sixth one, oh no, I don't want to give that one up. Let's, let's compromise on that one. Maybe it's um, an addiction to screens, television, and your cell phone. And you're always on the phone or on front of a screen watching certain shows or listening to certain music. Just all on social media a lot. And, and it's a, an addiction. Or something else. Something that you don't want to quite give up. And the Lord wants you to have victory. And he wants you to be set free. And he doesn't want those strongholds to have a grip on you. And so may we have courage to go forth and to conquer within us those strongholds. Those places that the enemy has gotten possession of. That we need to take those places back for the kingdom. We need to shine the light of Yeshua in those dark places in our soul where the enemy has occupied. We need to evict the enemy out of those dark places in our soul. And that happens through prayers of deliverance. So, for example, perhaps it is a, um, the stronghold is fear. You're afraid of something or someone or some event from happening. You're afraid of rejection, afraid of poverty, not being able to pay the bills, whatever that fear might be. This is the kind of prayer of deliverance that you can pray. And I'll use fear as the example, but you can fill in the blank with whatever stronghold or sin that you applies to you. Dear Heavenly Father, I repent, renounce, and reject the spirit of fear in my life. I'm no longer in agreement with it. Hasatan, this permission slip is canceled. I tear that permission slip up in the name of Yeshua. Spirit of fear, you go, you are evicted. You must leave in Yeshua's name. I now close the door to the spirit of fear, and I seal the door in the blood of Yeshua. Holy Spirit, please come now. Fill my heart. Heal my heart. And reveal your truth to me. At the end of praying such a prayer, be quiet and listen, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He may give you a scripture. He may give you a word. He may show you a picture or a vision. 
but he will speak to you. And we tear down lies, strongholds of lies, and we replace those strongholds with truth. I'd like to conclude with this beautiful song. It's called Psalm 83, and it was done by Brad Grumman. Silent, oh, please don't be still. For behold, your enemies are stirred up, they lift hateful heads. Dust in the wind, they will be like dust in the Conspire with cutting against your cherished ones. Come, they say, let's destroy them as a nation and wipe out their name. Dust in the wind, your enemies are dust in the wind. Tempest and your flames of fire They're confused We pray that they will seek and come to know your name Yahuwah All other gods are dust in the wind Yah. All other gods are just in the wind. Male finehim, kalon, bevakshu, shimka Yahweh, viedu kiata shimka Yahweh, levadeha elion. 
Yevrekka Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>